Red State Talk Radio. Talk radio the way the founding fathers would have done it. Three, two, one. We will make America great again. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Carl Higby Show. Appreciate you tuning in. I, uh, you know, I wanted to, to kick off today. I, I, I have to correct something. Yesterday, I said um, that uh, Jamal Ahmed Khashoggi, uh, the, the reporter that has been, the Washington Post reporter that has been chopped up allegedly in Saudi Arabia, is an American citizen. He is, in fact, not. He is not an American citizen. So I wanted to clear that with everybody and apologize. I, uh, I, I was in the moment and I. I understand that I said or may have said that he was an American citizen. He's not. So, um, th- th- I mean, this is a big deal. Nobody's really talking about this. And it's actually shocking to me that nobody's saying more about this. The Saudi journalist, he was literally, he walked into a consulate and he was murdered. He was murdered for dissent. And early on in the thing, everybody criticized Trump. He said, well, maybe rogue killers. We didn't know. We didn't know anything at the time. So it could have been, it could not have been. We didn't, we had no idea. So bottom line is, um, it, it appears that 15 people were flown in by a state-sponsored private jet, and they chopped this guy, including a bone expert. I mean, they were going all out with this guy. I don't know what they were thinking, but so, um, you know, what they did was truly awful. I mean, it is a murderous dictator. This is why we overthrew Saddam Hussein, but we're not going to do that with Saudi Arabia. And, and, and people are saying, well, Carl, it's not really a relevant topic. It's there. Yes, it is their country, but it is a very relevant topic because it, it talks about dissent. And there was a nice piece in the uh, National Review today. And this guy's not just some journalist. He's not just some dissenter. He was, the New York Times has reported that he had a successful career as an advisor and an unofficial spokesman to the royal family of Saudi Arabia. Okay, so there's been a lot of, um, a, a lot of dissent over the new crown prince. But according to these reports, Kosoji was not not just murdered. He was hacked to bits and dismembered. This was to send a message to, to people who would otherwise dissent from the regime. People who said, if you don't like what we're doing, well, I don't really care. Because we're, we're going to go ahead and, and, and chop you to bits. So you want you want to write against us? Here's the message. That's that's the message they're sending. Yeah, And how this relates to you know Trump is, look, this is... It puts us in a real tough spot. Do we side with civil rights? Do we side? I mean, they don't have the free press over there. They're a, they're a, a totally different style of governance. To how involved do we want to get over there? Because it's horrible that they had absolutely no integrity on the First Amendment there, but they don't have a First Amendment. So the dissent, you know, critics are are, are saying, "Well, free society and blah blah blah." This is what I don't. Un- this is what many people don't understand. And I'd like to be critical of, of certain people, but a lot of people just don't understand that not the entire world has the same rights as us. You don't have the same you know, right to pursue life and liberty and things like that in other countries because our constitution is unique to America. We've been the model of democracy around the world. So this is not something where we're just going to all of a sudden bend over and say, well, you know, Saudi Arabia, you must, you absolutely must um, honor First Amendment. They'll tell us to pound sand. You In that country, you can't be critical, apparently, against an administration. So, look, we are so deeply tied into them with OPEC and oil and things like that 
that we have to be, we have to work this out with him. Our national interests outweigh human rights for this journalist. I'm sorry. The Washington Post does not outweigh our national interest. I wish it was different, but it's not. This is about the Saudis and our relationship because they are critical. They are a pivotal point in how we control and rein in Iran in the region. We don't want the Saudis against us. You know, they're not, look, they're not totally for us. Trump has a far better relationship with them than Barack Obama did, no doubt, just judging by the entourage he got when he went to visit them. But keep in mind, folks, Iran has been at war with us since the 70s. We haven't been at war with them, but they have been at war with us since the 70s. By the way, in that same time, you used to be able to, women could go in public, not covered it head to toe in a burqa. So this is a very, we have to be very careful about how we handle this. And I, I, I'm willing to bet that Trump's public comment saying that this is this could be rogue killers had some sort of long game in it. Because I know he knows a lot about this stuff. Probably, you know, definitely far more than I do. But I don't want to ruin your guys' National Gender Pronoun Day. That's what today is. Today, there's an entire day, apparently, on the U.S. calendar that is denoted, uh, devoted to national gender pronouns. So, he, she, it, him, her. I guess, I guess I'm not supposed to say any of those things anymore. But, hey, look, this this show is brought to you. The Carl Hebe Show is brought to you by U.S. Wellness Meets. Trust me, folks. I'm the fitness guru. I'm a fitness guy. I love working out, and I, I understand that your nutrition is critical. These are the pokes. From their farms to your table. No third party, no games. U.S. Wellness Meets will ship for free to all 50 states, U.S. and Canada, and Puerto Rico. All naturally, sustainably raised food from small business, family farms. 100% grass-fed, folks. 100% grass-finished. These, these are the best meat you can buy. Beef, lamb, bison, dairy, seafood, pasteurized pork, free-range pastured poultry. They have all the products. Perfect for special diets, sugar, gluten-free, keto, paleo, AIP diets, etc. Look for these folks. Look for these folks. U.S. Wellness Meats. Professional. They're serving professional and college sports teams, world-class athletes. They, I know they've served the SEAL teams because they did when I was there, and families just like yours. You want the most nutritious food on the planet? This is the most nutritious meat, the best meat you can possibly have. I'm telling you, if you eat meat, and you should, I'm telling you, you should. These guys are the ones to buy the meat from. Order online, uswellnessmeats.com. That's uswellnessmeats.com for a limited time only. Get a free promo co- or a promo code FREEDOM. Promo code FREEDOM saves you 15%. They'll ship it to you for free. Okay, so I want to go into what is going on. I mean, we have a ton of topics that have actually cut out some of our breaks and some of our sponsors, and, and I apologize for that, but we'll make sure we get you on the back end because I wanted to cover all the The, the Democratic Party is so confused right now. It, it's unbelievable, and and this is starting – This the catalyst for this has been many things, but – I would say the, the 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 beginning, the solution of this was was early on, but the catalyst was Elizabeth Warren, and I I look at these the people they are running. I mean, look, you have Elizabeth Warren, who has marked and not marked on a great deal of of occasions, yes and no for being a minority or being an Indian for not being an Indian. She doesn't even know. So the Democratic Party is just downright confused. They don't know what. They don't have a platform right now. They don't know what they're running on. They have no progress. They have no 10-year vision. Well, they do. It's socialism. So you have Elizabeth Warren, who claims to be Native American, despite the fact that she, some idiot in her comm shop thought this was a good idea to put out that you are less than a tenth of a percent Native American. That doesn't prove anything. That, that, that proves that someone like tripped and fell at one point ten generations ago. 
Then you have Beto O'Rourke. Robert. Robert. Beto. He goes by Beto and he skateboards. And so he's supposed to be this hip Latino guy. He's not Latino. He's just going by a Latino name to try to kowtow to votes. He's not Latino at all. This is the Democratic Party, folks. Dozel. Rachel Dozel. Dozel or whatever her name was. This woman, she was a, a, a head of a chapter of the NAACP. Turns out she's completely white. She's totally white. Her parents were like, what is this? We're white. Like we, we... Chelsea Manning is Bradley Manning. Thinks he's a woman. Dick Blumenthal. I'm a Vietnam vet. No, you're not. Maxine Waters. I mean, this woman is just totally confused. She doesn't. She tells. She goes out there with Nancy Pelosi, who said that Kanye West needs help forming his thoughts. No, he doesn't. That's the fundamental rights of our country. So you don't even understand. Cory Booker. He thinks he's Spartacus. Boy, was he off. He might be about one and one thousand twenty fourth percent Spartacus. Christine Baisley Ford is a credible witness, despite all the evidence. She's supposed to be credible. She could also be about one in one thousand and twenty four credible. The greatest news is Hillary Clinton zero in one thousand and twenty four president zero. But this is the Democratic Party. They're losing on every level. And you're running. This is the problem. I have zero. I encourage diversity because I think you can get the best parts of different societies, folks. But what I do not want is I do not want diversity to supersede qualifications. And that is what the Democratic Party is doing time and time and time again. They're putting the most diverse candidate. And then they're also running to it. They're lying about being diverse. Who cares? It's okay to be X race, X color. X religion it's okay you don't have to pretend to be something that you're not this is what I don't understand why are you why are you willing to lie to be something that you're not I I can't understand and you are losing and you you are losing your base and you're too dumb or too blind or you don't want to see it and I'd like to point out too and I tweeted this out today all the people so Michael Avenatti and the the creepy porn lawyer and Stormy Daniels, they raised like a million dollars in their GoFundMe coffers, okay, to, to fund this lawsuit against, they're going to take Trump down with this lawsuit, and it's going to be awesome, and we're going to resist, resist. Guess what, folks? All that money, all that money, a court threw out that case. The court said, no, 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 you can't, that, that, that's not, we're not doing that. That's, that. That case is dead. It's gone. Oh, by the way, you have to pay legal fees. So all you people who donated to Michael Avenatti and, and creepy porn lawyer and Stormy Daniels, all that money that you raised for them that you thought you were given to the resistance is now going to pay back Trump. That he is winning on every level and you are losing. Full stop. Period. You're losing. You, you've tried to run so far to the left and you're losing everybody. And this resistance movement, time and time again, it comes back and it slaps you in the face. Hey, you know, I encourage you, go ahead, have a nice day, liberals, eat it up, eat your heart out, go ahead, keep resisting, it's not working, you know, Warren is in the this super hot water, she still won't apologize, you know what she could have done, she could have come out and been the poster child for one of these DNA tests, she could have come out and said, wow, I took the DNA test and turns out you're only uh, 0.01% Native American. So, man, she could have said, well, my whole life I thought I was Native American. My parents told me that. My my grandparents told me that. So we lived in, in a, in a, under the, dis, the, I, the understanding 
that we were Native American. But this DNA test actually showed me that I'm not. It, that, that's like the premise for every single DNA test on TV. If you've ever seen the commercials, it's always like, oh, I always thought I was Norwegian. Turns out I'm, I, you know, I'm, you know, North African or something. You know, like the, this, these are the, all the commercials say, I thought it was one thing. Turns out I took the test and I'm not. You, Warren, you could have been the poster child for this and you could have wrote it out. And you got a ton of free publicity. And you know what? Probably these companies might have taken your story and ran with it. And it could have been free advertising for you. But you're an idiot and your staff are a bunch of idiots. And you thought you could play this out. And you thought somehow that running to a, a tenth of a decimal percent was was somehow going to, ha, I told you I was Native. You're not, it's not even, it wasn't even stacked against Native American. It was Central American or Peruvian. You this was the dumbest play. Just apologize for it now. You're you're so deep in it, you just got to apologize. There, there's no there's no other way to do this. You lost this one. Trump won. You lost. Full stop. End of sentence. Boom. Done. I mean, it really is. And even the press, the liberal, de la liberal press, even like the Boston-based press, Boston Herald, Warren fails this Indian heritage test. That's their headline. CNN. If you can't, if you're a liberal and you can't get CNN on your side, you have failed. Elizabeth Warren might have actually made things worth of their DNA gambit. That's the headline on CNN. Daily Beast. Elizabeth Warren's DNA stunt alienates Native Americans. We know where Fox News stands on this. Huffington Post. Warren, these are your people. This is your, like, when I say this is your base, like, this is the column in the ground of your base. The Huffington Post, Elizabeth Warren is not Native American. Elizabeth, here's, here's the title. Here's another headline from the Huffington Post. Elizabeth, like, stanchion of support. People who read this hook, line, and sinker are for Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren just proved she can't beat Donald Trump in 2020. Yikes. Yikes. Donald Trump is beating you to death and you don't even, you're too stupid to realize it. In your comm shop, fire everyone. Fire every single one of those people. If I were, if they worked for me in a private sector capacity, folks, I do a lot of marketing. I do a lot of marketing for private clients. And some of them are very big companies. This person, these, this comm shop would not last seven seconds with me. Seven seconds. It, 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 it is unbelievable. New York Times tearing her apart. Politico tearing her apart. Salon. Cherokee Nation slams Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren's DNA test. It's inappropriate and wrong. You lost this one. Move the hell on. You're never, you're never coming back from this. Just apologize. That's it. Otherwise, people are going to keep beating you to death. And for the, the remaining two years that there are in this race, provided you even win the, the Democratic nomination... You are going to be crushed by this, and it's going to be a, a Reagan Mondale. You might win your own state. If Donald Trump runs against Elizabeth Warren, he might win at 49 states. There's a real possibility. I, this is hilarious. I, you can't make this stuff up, folks. I'm telling you, you really can't. So... And I want to go back into this electoral, uh, electoral college thing because I've had arguments with people. On By the way, folks, if you want to be a part of the show, go please go email show at carlhigby.com. I'm happy to listen to take your questions or whatever we can. We had a couple, couple um, 
you know, cannon fodder yesterday with some some liberals dining in. You know what? Like, if you hate me that much, don't even listen to the show. I don't I don't care. If you do listen to the show, I appreciate it. If you don't, I don't really care. I mean, if you want to write in, I'm just going to make a mockery of you. I'll put it up on Twitter or something like that. I, I have zero concerns because the new rules are out. The new rules are after the Kavanaugh thing. You guys threw the old rules out of the window. So I'm going to savagely win using my microphone, which, by the way, I'm, you know, not to brag, but I'm reaching thousands and thousands of people. It's fantastic. So all you people out there who are saying, oh, well, you know, Carl, nobody listens. People listen. I have the I have the stats. So. By all means, please. You know, one of these days I'm going to get I'm going to get the call-in thing set up. I haven't figured out the technology because I really want to eviscerate some of you people on air. So the Electoral College, this is going crazy on Twitter. I, I've been hammering people to death because they're like, well, Hillary won the popular. Who cares? Shut up. Nobody cares. The popular vote doesn't matter. And I tell you time and time again, you throw that popular vote in my face. Donald Trump won the geographic vote by like 97%. They're like, well, that doesn't matter. I'm like, yeah, I know. It matters just as much as your popular vote. The popular vote has never decided, never, ever decided the presidential election. I know we went into it a little bit yesterday, but we're going to go into it more today. And this is the left. When they don't get their way, they freak out and they want to change the rules. Look, the pendulum always swings, folks. When they were on what? Look, look at what happened with the, the, the nuclear option with the 51, um, 51 votes to confirm a, confirm a Supreme Court justice. The Democrats went bananas. I mean, they're, they're the ones who did it. And then when we did it back to them with Gorsuch, they freaked out. Well, this is ignoring precedent for decades. You're the ones who broke the precedent. So guess what? Pendulum's swinging, homie. Get on board or get run over. As Dan Bongino says, we are going to steamroll you with raw political power. Because the gloves came off. And you can't change the rules. That's not how it works. Now, if you want to overthrow the popular vote, there is this thing, and we'll go into this thing called a constitutional amendment. Okay? Read the Constitution. The, the, the argument, and the, the new argument is that, well, Kavanaugh is illegitimate because he was confirmed by senators that don't represent the majority of the country. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is our constitution has been set for 250 years. If you don't like it, too bad. Or there's a way to change it. And now the libs, what they want is they would love to have New York and California and a handful of other states rule this country. But that's not how it works. By design. It's literally designed to stop you monarchs from doing this. There is the way to change it. You know, we, we've passed 33 of these constitutional amendments to date. They're Article 5. Two-thirds of both House and Senate are convening two-thirds of the state's legislatures ratified by three-quarters of the states. And for those of you who don't understand amendments, you have First Amendment, Second Amendment, everybody knows those two. Fourth Amendment, practice, you know, right to search and seizure. But then you go into like... 13th, 14th, 15th Amendment, you know, equal votes, equal rights, freeing the slaves. I mean, these amendments have been passed throughout the history of our country, so it's not undoable. But what it is there for, it is literally designed to stop the Democrats from doing exactly what they would like to do. It's supposed to make it in the greater good, and you generally require both parties to do that. 
The only time we ever got a constitutional amendment, to my knowledge, through on a, a, a hearty single-party issue was freeing the slaves under Lincoln. And it failed once. So it's not supposed to be easy. It's there to protect the American people from your nut job ideas. That's what it's there for. It's not It's not a, a, a supposed to be just this fly-by-night thing. Yeah, you know, let's have a constant. No. It's designed to be exactly how it is. And the fact that you're freaking out about it shows how little, A, understanding, and B, respect you have for this country. You know, the point of it is each state is worth the same regardless of population when you do a constitutional amendment. Each state. So if you have one state like Delaware versus California, guess what? They are worth the same by design because they're different demographics, you liberal loons. They want people to be equally represented in their needs, not in population. So you can't just fill one state and over overrule the entire country. The Electoral College is the same concept. It's a body of electors. It's established by the... Con- it, it, this is in the Constitution. This is not like a hard concept to get. 270 votes to win. And it was... a. It wasn't originally proposed that way, but that's the way we ended up because we felt that that was the best way for the country. If we if we had it the other way where Congress was supposed to choose, we probably would have had a Jeb. But it was designed to keep the power spread out across the United States. That's what it was designed for. And here here's a here's a fun fact for you. As of right now, and I know I said this yesterday, 62, so 62.7, 63% of the U.S. population lives in cities. But that only, 62% of the population, 63% of the population, lives in 3.5% of the total land of the country. Think about that for a sec. Folks, if you hear that popping in the background, it's because I have a huge fire going in my fireplace right now. It's fantastic. We're finally in Connecticut getting down to the cold weather. I love fireplaces. I love splitting wood. Great workout. Great. It's And then I go eat my U.S. wellness meats afterwards. But look, imagine that 63% of the, of the physical population of the United States lives in cities on 3.5% of the total land. Now, there's all this hoopla around, the, you know, this, this verifiable information. So I did a lot of research on this. To confirm it, because a lot of people sent me these numbers, and I want to thank you people who sent this into the show at Carl Higby email. Clinton won 487 counties, okay? Trump won 2,626 counties, okay? Trump won five more than five times as many counties as Hillary, but yet Hillary still won the popular vote. This is why we have the Electoral College. Trump lost the popular vote by 2 million, about 2 million votes. But then again, 40% of presidents since 2000 have lost the popular vote. And guess what? Still the president. Trump lost New York City. New York City alone. Okay? The five boroughs of Manhattan. He lost 1.5 million votes. So 1.5 million more people voted for Hillary out of Manhattan. And he only lost the popular vote by 2 million votes. Think about that. This is why we need the Electoral College because without it, you could have the top 10 cities in America theoretically control the entire election and then everybody in every other state 
It wouldn't matter. So if you live in liberal San Francisco, which you'd love to control the tilt of the, the country, the political tilt of the country, you have no idea what it's like to live in Wyoming or Maine or Florida because it's a completely different demographic. There's not a lot of farming in the city of San Francisco. But guess what? Your food comes from Kentucky. So the flyover states or wherever it comes from. Okay? U.S. Wellness Meats, Missouri. You're not going to have a cow in downtown San Diego. It's a very different lifestyle. We don't, they don't, you know, people in North Dakota don't work in tech to the same degree as people in the city. Therefore, the needs are different. So we have equal representation, two senators. Montana's the only one that has one congressman. That is based on your population. But still, equal representation. So you think about that. You could theoretically, without the without the electoral college, you could have ten cities control the entire. I mean, was there fourteen million people in New York City alone? You could have ten cities with marginal votes elsewhere in the country control the entire election. That's insane to me. Think about that for a second. This is why the electoral college is, and it's not going anywhere. You can whine all you want. I don't care. Nobody cares on this anymore. Except for you, you liberals. You whine about everything and then you change the rules. And let me tell you, if when Trump, I'm going to make this prediction right now, Trump will win the popular vote in 2020. He will, mark my words. And you're going to say, well, that doesn't matter. Okay? He's going to win the Electoral College anyway, especially if Pocahontas runs. Reagan Mondale, keep that in mind. So, you can't change the rules because you don't like the outcome. Someone said to me the other day on on social media, they were like, the Democrats are the people who lost the game and are staying around after the game drinking beer, complaining about how the other team held the baseball bat. doesn't matter. The rules are the rules. You want to change the rules? There's an avenue for that. Don't do it after. You can't do it after the game. So, um, speaking of after the game... Harvard, they're in some hot water here. They're getting sued for uh, discrimination. So the Harvard lawsuit on affirmative action, and you know I want to I'll go into this, but keep in mind what it costs to to run a university, what it costs in tuition, and what they're paying these. But you know the average higher education professor at a major school is getting paid a quarter million dollars a year. Elizabeth Warren was getting paid $400,000 a year. This is parents out there. This is why your damn tuition is so high. Because you have people like Elizabeth Warren who are getting paid you know almost half a million dollars a year to teach mild course, I mean, two, three courses. You're in the classroom for I don't know six, eight hours a week, and you got you grade the stuff outside, it's a pretty cushy job to be a tenured professor. I mean, it really is. So, you know, the lawsuit is that is Asians saying that they've been unfairly discriminated against. And it's my, it's my opinion that it's pretty hard to argue that this is not a form of discrimination. You've said that there's different standards for Asians simply because of their nationality or race. It is... Re- really hard to argue that it's not 
So my argument is that, or, or their argument, is that, oh, we're a private institution. Wrong. You receive millions of dollars in subsidies. Not to mention, you're a tax-free. You don't pay any taxes. You have a $30 billion. Folks, Harvard has a $30 billion, or give or take, endowment. $30 billion with a B. Okay? It's not taxed. The people who are managing that endowment are making literally millions of dollars. Okay? You're, they're managing a tax-free account where they can basically garner unlimited yield based on the markets. And they're making fees on this thing in the tunes of millions of dollars a year. And look, if you're a good money manager, you should make a ton of money, but not on the backs of tax-free institutions. So, that aside, folks, I got to jump. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about this Harvard thing and the lawsuit and why we're going into it so much, because I think it's really important. Don't go anywhere. At Carl Higby on Twitter. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 800-942-3078. 800-942-3078. Again, that's 800-942-3078. Due to an upturn in the economy, Main Street Business Loans has pre-approved the release of millions of dollars in small business funding. Your business may already be pre-approved to receive up to $250,000. We've sent out millions of pre-approval letters. We see the economy growing, and our underwriters believe now is the time to invest in your business so you can grow faster and make more money. And we're prepared to give you up to $250,000 to do it. Your funds can be available in five days. There are no application fees, no annual fees, just quick access to up to $250,000. If your business did not receive your approval letter to get up to $250,000, call Main Street Business Loans Approval Desk now. 800-509-2163. 800-509-2163. 800-509-2163, 800-509-2163. Red State Talk Radio. The conservative talk monster. Folks, welcome back to the Carl Higby Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, look, so we were, we were on this kick about... Um, college and, and Harvard's being sued for discrimination. So um, I, I said it's it's very hard to argue that it's not discrimination in any capacity. I, I mean, it's impossible to argue it. Um, they're making, you know, these people are making millions. They have these huge billion, multi-billion dollar, um, I guess, trust funds. They're these endowments. So anyway, 
I, I don't really like the rabbit hole that this is going down because institutions should be free to craft whatever type of diverse student body they want if they want to, but only if they're not receiving state funds. And I've said this, you know, here's the thing. Our, our institutions have gone progressively left over and further and further and further. ago. I, I went back to college after I was in the military. I couldn't take it anymore. It was just, it made me want to, this fascist crap made me want to puke. So you, I have always said that there should be a mandate. If you colleges want to maintain your 501c through nonprofit status and continue to not pay taxes on your revenue, then you would have to mandate one year break of actual and show proof of work experience from between one year of between high school and college i'm not a big proponent of mandatory service in this country if you're slinging lead for the country i don't want somebody next to me who didn't want to be there it makes perfect sense so you know and i've talked to a ton of people on this and, and, and look here here the, the bottom line here here's the lawsuit harvard admissions practices are on trial right now and the, the, there's a a group of Asian um, Asian plaintiffs who accuse, well, it's not just Asian plaintiffs, but it's, it's regarding Asians, who accuse Harvard of effectively setting a, and this is from the New York Times, effectively setting a restrictive quota for the number of Asian American students it accepts. That's literally the definition of discrimination. I mean, that, that, that's what it is. So, Libs, I, I, for the liberals, you only get a leg up if you're if you fit one of their their bean piles that they believe is morally just and should should get a leg up, which giving someone a leg up, I mean, it, it literally, if you give someone a leg up, you're pushing someone else down. It's it, you're not allowing people to pursue happiness. You, you you're 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 restricting that. So the liberals only you know if you're in this bean pile or that bean pile or on this list we talked about lists the other day. You are you're 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 somehow morally and 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 so societally greater. Your societal value is higher if you're you know black Hispanic or or ex American whatever they deem is you know Native American if you're Elizabeth Warren. Um, so at a minimum, legal experts say that this case will expose the sometimes you know, very out of date admissions process from one of those, one of the most selective institutions. And this is what it is. So this case is about Harvard discriminating against Asian applicants. That's what it is. It's plain and simple. The plaintiffs say that the university holds Asian Americans to a higher standard than applicants of other races and resorts to racial balancing to shape its incoming classes in violation of civil rights law. They're hundred percent right. We're going to talk about another case that to the Supreme court, Look, Harvard's been around for like 350 plus years. Okay? They, they've been around for a while. They're not going anywhere. What is this really about, though? This case is widely seen. I mean, this is more so than anything else. This is going to be a conservative, liberal battle on affirmative action. What is the races? And guess what? We, have, we just stacked the Supreme Court, homies. It's going to be a 5-4 in, in favor of these, these students, these Asian students. What is the race role? That's actually being debated at every level of education, from colleges, elite schools, gifted elementary programs. They're all going to be watching this. They all want to know what's going to happen. The plaintiffs are trying to eliminate the use of race in the admissions process. Yes, that is that is correct. You should eliminate race. And, and the, the counterpoints to this is people that I know who have gone to Harvard that I've talked to have said, well, then Harvard will be all Asian. I don't care what race you are. I want the best person there. And if that's the case, so be it. If you want to go to Harvard and you're not Asian 
and your scores are parallel with the the other applicants fine this is what you don't the liberals don't understand they can't have it both ways you, you, this is this is about literally eliminating racism republicans have been saying this for a long time so you have to use race neutral alternative policies to achieve your goals folks th- this has been tried this has been tried in the Supreme Court. By the way, this is where it gets really interesting. And this was in my home state of Connecticut. I put this in my first book, Battle on the Home Front. If you haven't read it, go pick it up. It's pretty harsh. It's in your face. And, you know, there's uh, there's some stuff in there that was written by me when I, when I was literally in Fallujah. I wrote that book. So keep in mind, I don't really care about your feelings in that book. Um, you know, so this is in, in June of 2009. The Supreme Court ruled... That a bunch of, there were 18 white firefighters and one Hispanic firefighter were subject to race discrimination when the city threw out a promotional examination on which they had done well. And the black firefighters in this group did poorly. That's, this is from the New York Times. Okay. June 29, 2009. You can, you can look it up. The Supreme Court said the city rejected the test results solely because the higher scoring candidates were white. This was from Anthony Kennedy. The swing dude. Okay? This is not like, this is this is not written by some hard, this is not Scalia. Okay? He added that the possibility of a lawsuit from minority firefighters was not a lawful justification for the city's action. That's what they were worried about. They were said, well, the top scoring candidates were white. So we couldn't give it only to white people. What? Well, doesn't matter what their race is. You're talking, folks, we're talking about firefighters here. We're not talking about, you know, something that is is nominal like when when it is my right as a taxpayer that when when my house is on fire for me to when i call the fire department i want the best man or woman for the job i don't want the 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 most needed race for the job i want the person who is most likely most qualified to come get my pull my kids out of a burning building that is what i want and thank god the supreme court saw it this way by the way so you know, Kennedy, Kennedy went on to write, you cannot justify an employer's reliance on race to determine the individuals who passed examinations and qualifications for promotions. Again, Kennedy, the swing guy, the neutral guy. So here's where it gets awesome. You guys know Sotomayor. She's now on the Supreme Court. Well, by at the time, she was on a circuit court. Okay? So she had originally ruled that, yeah, this is totally legal, and you can discriminate against these white firefighters. No problem. Don't worry about it. And the Supreme Court overturned her decision. Shocker. A liberal judge getting overturned. Wait, where have we seen that before? Oh, pretty much this entire Trump presidency. I don't know. Maybe the travel ban. Try that. So this you know, this decision ch- literally changed um, discrimination in civil rights law. It, I mean, it, it completely rewrote the book on it. The new standards announced by the court will make it much harder for employees to discard the results of hiring on promotion tests once they've been administered. Even if they have disproportionately negative impact on the members of a given racial group. This is, like I said, folks, firefighters, when your house is on fire, God forbid, who do you want to come and get your kid out of there? Do you want the guy who just happened to be the right race at the right time? Or do you want the best person, the most qualified best firefighter to come pull your kids from a burning building? That is what you have to think of. That's what you have to think of here. Okay, so 
and this is what the libs don't get by giving by giving somebody a leg up simply because of race you're pulling someone else down simply because of race so the fundamental talking points that you have that they all oh, we're all about racial you know we're all about equality no this is not equality this is manufactured equality to your likings of whatever bean pile you view as inferior and superior so this is again liberals this is your own crap storm here you can't pull someone else down push somebody else up solely on the basis of race and claim racism is bad because that's exactly what you're doing this one hispanic and 18 white firefighters were pulled down because of their race you don't get to you don't get to hold the moral cards to say well white people can't be discriminated against yes they can the civil rights act of 1964 title 7 this is the original foundational core prohibits intentional discrimination of individuals um, against individuals on the basis of race. Let me read that again. The original foundational core of Title VII Civil Rights Act 1964 prohibits intentional discrimination against individuals on the basis of race. Harvard, you are going down. You are going down. Because American people are seeing right through this. And look, I don't care. Like I said, I don't care what race you are. Black, white, blue, green, Martian, Mexican, American, what Nordic. I don't care. From Antarctica. If you are the best person for the job, look. And that should be, and it goes, it's not just firefighters. That's a life and death thing. But when it comes to Harvard, you can't have somebody accepted simply because they whined loud enough about it. That's and that's the problem here. You have a significant number of people that are whining about it, and it's not the, it's not the minorities that are whining about it. It's white liberals. That's what I just really don't get. So this whole thing goes <clears throat> goes down a, a rabbit hole that it, you know, quite frankly, I, I I don't have time. I want to address the rest of this thing. So um, this Fusion GPS guy, okay, the Fusion GPS. And this is the dossier. The whole Russia Russia investigation all hinges. So we we found out over time that this Russia investigation literally was spawned on the back of an illegally obtained FISA warrant. Okay, let me play out the, and this is Mark Meadows tweeted this out earlier, and I'm, I'm elaborating on it a little bit because it's more than 240 characters, but the Clinton campaign pays Fusion GPS. Okay, they pay a firm. This firm, Fusion GPS, hires Glenn Simpson. Glenn Simpson hires Chris Steele and Nellie Orr. Bruce Orr's wife. So Steele funnels the fake dossier to Nellie Orr's husband, who, by the way, is in the government. Okay? Bruce Orr gives the dossier to the FBI, says, this is verified. This is verified information. Oh, my God, we have to be concerned about this. FBI goes and gets a FISA warrant to surveil the Trump campaign, a political opponent. Obama surveils a political opponent. Folks, I'm not making this stuff up. This is as simple as it gets. Okay, today, Glenn Simpson, or yesterday, uh, maybe it was today, Glenn Simpson took the stand. He took the fifth. He pled the fifth. Innocent people don't plead the fifth. We are getting closer to the truth here. And that's what the point that Mark Meadows is making. We are getting closer to the truth. Folks, this is a gross misuse of power and political. This is, this is what happens when the Democrats are in power. 
They're not interested in governance or equal rule or constitutional liberties. They're interested in ruling over people. This is why we must do this to the end. And this Russian investigation is such a sham. You think about this. Jim Comey, fired. Couldn't be trusted. Trust me, Trump knows more about this guy than is, is in the public eye. Andy McCabe, under grand jury investigation. Okay? Peter Strzok, fired. That guy was nuts, by the way. Bruce Orr, demoted. I don't know why he wasn't fired. Okay? Nellie Orr, that whole thing is, is ridiculous. Nellie Orr refused to testify. Glenn Simpson pleading the fifth. Some of these other people can't be located. Chris Steele, who wrote the dossier himself, cannot verify the information. They cannot independently verify the information. He, he made this stuff up. And the media is like, oh, oh, the Russia, Trump and Russia, Russia, Russia. This is dumb. This is so stupid. And I, time and time again, yeah. and the, the 60 Minutes lady, can you pledge right now that you're not going to shut it down? Good for you, Trump. Good for you. Don't, don't, why would I pledge? I'm not going to pledge to you. If I want to do it, I'll do it. You should. I know people would launch a political firestorm, but you have to put some bounds on this. So, look, if you can't find something by, you've been at this for, what, 18 months? You haven't found anything? There's been no charge. Oh, there's been a ton of indictments, people say. This is what the liberals say. Really? On what? Tax fraud? Lying to the FBI? No, no collusion. Nobody can find any collusion. This guy, this Fusion GP, this is what campaigns do, folks. When they don't want to be tied to something, a campaign or a pack or a group or something will pay a consulting firm, an independent company that is not governed by the FEC laws, the Federal Election Commission, that doesn't have the same transparency because a campaign has to disclose its expenses. Nonprofits have to disclose their expenses. The I-9 forms for those. Okay, so the, if you're one of those, you have to do that. Now, if you hire, uh, let's say you hire... And, and I've had folks do this for me before for this very reason. Let's say you hire a communications firm. I don't know. Pick one. Fusion GPS. Well, let's not use that one because that's the one in question here. But let, let you hire firm X because you want to make sure something gets done, but you don't want it getting attached to you. So you hire firm X. Firm X then hires firm A. And firm A goes and does the work, reports back to firm X, and firm X comes back to the campaign and says, look, this is what we got. Now there's, it is nearly impossible without subpoenas <clears throat> to find out who paid who and what got done by who. This is what campaigns do all the time, and most of the time they get away with it. When you break the law, like you did here when you falsified a FISA warrant, you are subject to scrutiny and subpoenas, and Glenn Simpson is up there pleading the fifth. So, folks, we're getting closer to this. If you haven't listened to Bongino's podcast on this, he's got this new book out. I forget what it's called. I can't believe I'm promoting his book. He's not even on my show. It's great. Spygate, I think it's what it's called. It's a great book. He nails it. He crushes this. I, 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 this, this, this process has to stop. You got to put in it. Here's what you do. You go to Mueller and say, here are your bounds. You have 30 days to produce some sort of indictment related to collusion. If you haven't found it by then, you're not going to find it. And let the liberals cry. Look, Trump has been beating the liberals to death 
He has continued to punch them so hard that they have no idea what is going on. It's fantastic. I've never met any... I've never in my time, even in the military, I've never seen anybody hit so proverbially hard at someone that they just can't get their footing. I mean, literally, have you seen the Muhammad Ali fight when he's just dodging punches left and right? That's what Trump does. He's dodging their punches, and he's hitting back. He comes back 10 times stronger, and he's just hitting and hitting and hitting, and there's nothing these liberals can do about it, and I love it. And, and today, I was when I, when I read this article that you know, Trump can now seek legal fees from creepy porn lawyer and Stormy Daniels. I was just like, you, it backfired, you morons. You tried everything. You threw everything in the book at him and you lost. And now the money that people thought they were donating to you to go against Trump is now literally going back into Trump's coffers. You're welcome. Trump is winning, period, full stop, end of sentence, no more debate. I don't care about the popular vote. Nobody cares about the popular vote anymore, except for you. You're whining about something that has literally no bearing on anything whatsoever. Look, so the last thing I want to cover real quick, and I got a couple minutes left here, is the migrant train. This migrant chain that's coming up the, um, you know, through Mexico right now, it's in Central America. Does anybody, is anybody concerned or curious about the fact that this is happening right before the November elections. The organizer has recently, he was detained. I want to know everything about this guy. I think we should. I know it's not in our country, and I know we have very little jurisdiction over anything down there, but we do give a substantial amount of aid to, like, Honduras and some of these countries where I think they're walking through. So, look, get the government to get to the bottom of it. I, this is this is totally orchestrated. This is a sham, folks. It is a, it is a complete sham, and it, it's coming to fruition. Now, Pelosi says that this wall is a manhood issue. The, the, by the way... Almost every single one of these Democrats has campaigned at some level, at some point in their career, if for any extended period of time that they've been there, for putting up a wall, a border. You know, they all talked about this 10 years ago. Like it was their idea. Like it was the greatest thing in the world. We got to put up this, we got to put up this wall. If it would, Clinton was like, we got to put up a, could be a physical border, could be a technological, whatever. They've all been for it. Trump goes and campaigns. They literally just hate it because Trump likes it. Because that's the chant at every Trump rally. If Trump turned around and said, ah, you know what, actually, this wall is a really stupid idea. They'd be like, ah, see, Trump's stupid. We do need a wall. I mean, you, you want to blow some minds, Trump? That's how you do it. You blow their mind with this. It, I mean, it, it really is. It, it's shocking to me that the liberals are this unhinged. You're losing everything. In, in November, I think the election in the House, we're going to lose a couple of seats. But we're going we're gonna to gain them in the Senate. And look, historically, the, the Republicans or, or the party, the presidential party on its first term, loses seats in the House. Historical data. And But Trump's, more than ever, Trump's policies are, on, they, they are literally are on the chopping block here. I mean, Trump's entire agenda is up for vote even though he's not on the ballot which i think is phenomenal because he's, he's doing a great job he, he crushes people at these rallies so this wall thing build the damn wall you, you haven't figured out another way it, maybe it's political will but you haven't figured out a way to get this wall or to get keep people from pouring into our country illegally i'm not anti-immigrant folks look i want to put a big bright door and a big shiny gold door with trump right across the front of it that says come on in on our terms 
You come here, you work hard, you do something that benefits us, the United States of America, come on in. You get a higher degree, you get a PhD, I'm a, I want to staple a green card to your diploma. I, don't, I mean, makes sense. Why should we send them back to their country to make jobs there? If you're getting a PhD in something outside of like gender studies or whatever, you know, art history. I, I don't understand, like, what is the opposition to wanting to know who is coming into our country and making it more beneficial for the United States of America? What it is, the Democrats see it as votes. They think they can easily manipulate immigrants, which, by the way, is wholeheartedly racist. The Democratic Party is the most racist party in the world. They're, they're, they literally turn around and they promise people, and they've manipulated people in a certain socioeconomic class to say, if you vote for us, we'll make sure that you keep getting free stuff on the backs of other people who don't vote for us. They've turned, the, they've turned a, a huge section of people against, against an upper class. Folks, we have, in, in our country... The top 1,500 people, the f top 1,500, you know, 1,500 people in the United States of America pay more taxes than the bottom 50%. Staggering statistic. Staggering statistic. And guess what? Their vote is still worth one. One. You contribute a billion dollars, your vote's worth one. You contribute $10 in taxes a year, your vote still worth one. So, I, 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 I want to know who's coming into our country. Build the damn wall. Build the wall. That's what, that's what Trump is famous for, building things. And I want to see him build it better than anyone. And the deficit coming up, folks, next time we're going to talk about the deficit. I know we only got a minute left, and I wish I, would, I, had, wish I had time to get to that today. The deficit is soaring. Trump you have to have provisions in your next bill. Look, veto it. They can't overrule your veto. Say, there's got to be a wall, and we got to balance the budget. We have $700 billion deficit. It's the biggest deficit since 2012. And it's not for lack of revenue. Revenue is off the chart. Revenue is higher than ever. It's because government spending is ridiculous. This omnibus bill crushed us. It crushed us. We, we have to do something about this whole thing. Build the wall. Fix the deficit. I mean, you know, marginal stuff. Nothing, nothing, nothing hard here. So, folks, make sure you go to at Carl Higby on Twitter. Follow me there. You can get this on the podcast also on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. Make sure you go there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We will see you tomorrow.